Hello and welcome to Oxford EdChat. These sessions are recorded in Twitter spaces and hosted by Oxford University Press. In this episode, Louise Pennington talks about Numicon Big Ideas, published by OUP. Louise is OUP's professional development lead, specialist maths teacher and local authority SEND team lead. She is a Numicon author and vice chair of the Mathematical Association's joint primary group. We hope you enjoy the chat. Hey, thanks, Sam. Hi. I'm joined today by Adam. He's just hopefully he'll just send us a little wave in a second. The Twitter handle of at Mr. G Teach. So everyone just calls him Mr. G. Um, and Adam is the head of um, mathematics at a secondary school in Leicester. And he's been using Big Ideas for a year or so now. So he'll be more than happy to pick up any questions shortly, as will I. Um, I'm going to give you a really quick overview of Big Ideas and then Adam and I will be happy to chat about anything maths and transition related with you. This is a particularly interesting topic for me right now as my twins are at their new high school for transition week at the moment. So um, really important we get the transition right. So a quick overview. Um, Numicon Big Ideas is a program of additional small group sessions focused on key elements of the primary maths curriculum. So those um, key things that are taught from year four onwards, so year four, five and six, um, that students often find more challenging to master and they may need to come back to and repeat several times. It's designed for students not meeting age-related expectation in upper key stage two or on entry into key stage three to reinforce and embed key maths concepts with the aim of laying the foundations for success and improved confidence in maths at secondary school. So really important. Um, it's based on the proven Numicon approach. Um, big ideas allow students to explore maths using structured imagery and apparatus in order to reinforce and embed these key maths concepts. So it is a 12-week program. It's designed to be delivered by non-specialists, which is important as there are such varied ways in which it can be used. Um, the activities and resources are clearly explained with prompts for the deliverer, so things like what to say, ask, and look out for. Um, and it focuses on strong teaching of key maths topics using an active practical approach where technical vocabulary is explicitly retaught and oracy is developed and encouraged. So something that's really important for our students is to use the mathematical language, develop and speak in full sentences. Um, so that's encouraged throughout the sessions. And I suppose it's important to say that it um, has an initial assessment built into it and has 48 step-by-step -step sessions across five key areas. So it isn't a full curriculum. However, it does cover place value. It's been designed to work along any existing maths resources to help you build those key learning and it consists of a manual which gives you everything you need for assessment and teaching alongside the apparatus pack. And within that, there is enough apparatus, enough manipulatives for four students. And that's in line with research from the likes of Kagan, Caulfield and Purcell and Oakley, 2004, into what works for intervention, catch-up and cooperative learning sessions. And know that Kagan principles are used quite a lot through primary and secondary. So just for me, key benefits, and then obviously we'll be able to have a chat. So for me, the key benefits from September centre on the fact that Big Ideas is focused on the trickier maths topics that will have been taught for incoming year sevens over the duration of the pandemic. So that, that is interesting, I think. And therefore, it's well placed to support you to address errors and misconceptions 
that have arisen from the disrupted learning experiences of these children in the last two years. Um, it introduces and develops the use of manipulatives and the CPA approach, which I know a lot of secondary schools are using. And you know that that's the focus of the mastery agenda and introduces more manipulatives into their departments. It's an engaging and active program which supports the growth of confidence and self-belief in students who feel they are not mathematicians at the moment, something that I think Adam will probably be able to pick up on shortly. Is there anything else, Adam, that you want to add around the benefits from your experience having used it over the duration of the pandemic? Hello, how are you all? We're very well, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt your holiday. Uh, we'll let you off. We'll let you off. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm just about to try and find a room where you can't hear the torrential rain that is oh, coming down outside. Rain. It's 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 been a beautiful day, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely throwing it down. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut the window, otherwise you'll think I'm in the shower. I'm really as not. As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't move north, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be we'll be all good. But uh, no, I've, I've been listening to what you've said, and I absolutely echo everything you've said really as a as a head of department i've just been concerned about our lowest attaining youngsters um coming in from year seven i think there's always a there's always that push for intervention isn't there at year yeah. 11 and by that point you know it, it, i think the damage is, is done the confidence is low and it's all about that positive start so I was looking at different approaches that we could use um i came across the big ideas through Steve Chin, really, in his work yeah. with Dyscalculia. Um, mm -hmm. That's what brought my attention to it. And please forgive me, the other people who were involved in the in the writing of the program. But I know Steve Chin's got such a, a huge he does yeah in in the in the maths in the maths world. And we originally used it as a as a, as a breakfast club to test it out. And and actually, I, it, I, from what I from what I saw of it in the reaction from the youngsters, I, I actually thought you know this is more suitable in the in the classroom environment. Yeah. Uh, so the this this academic year we introduced it to our lowest attaining year sevens we actually call them the nurture group in the school uh, so it's the youngsters that primary schools highlighted it as, as a significant concern when transitioning to secondary school i think out of the nurture group two youngsters went into the group above and we had two youngsters come into the maths group so it is effectively the lowest attaining maths group but it is predominantly made up of the, of the nurture group and in that group there's so many obstacles uh, low literacy skills low handwriting skills reading skills all things that can act as a barrier to the mathematics uh, yeah. and this year we've just focused on taking all those barriers away uh, with the use of the big ideas to, to help the youngsters believe that they can actually do mathematics um, and that is the most important thing because I think, as we all know, once that belief is there, then we can start building some momentum. And although we've been disrupted by COVID a couple of times, certainly in the classroom, I'm seeing that communication between the youngsters, the confidence growing, the links between other areas of mathematics, the sort of stuff that I've not really seen before with lower attaining groups because I just don't feel like we've got the right, I don't think I've pitched it quite right i think whether it's the use of the manipulatives or or i'm not too not too sure i think it uh, that has a lot to do with it the fact that yeah. they're visualizing the maths has a big part to it but on the other side you know my other members of the department have seen it and it's and it's brought into the department 
more use of the manipulatives, the way we go about working, not just with the low retaining youngsters, but youngsters across the whole 11-16 range. And uh, I'm looking forward to working with them again next year um, until the end of year eight. I didn't quite get through the the scheme. I know you said it's a 12-week, but to be yeah. honest, the youngsters were, there were significant gaps in their learning. Mm-hmm. And I've really taken my time with it. And uh, and I'm, I will continue working with that big, big with those big ideas, right? Into, however long it takes, to be honest. Yeah. So you've been doing like one step forward and two steps back, haven't you? In terms of working your way through the through the materials. Yeah, I mean, you know, the I've, I've tried to cover all of it because you know, in is is this the actual scheme of work, the the lesson plans, it's it's all there. Um, yeah. You know, what I would say, it still requires planning because you do need to have a real grip of of what it is you're going to be delivering uh you need to have other resources prepared although it's all there for you know the new photocopying cutting out yeah. the spins etc etc mm-hmm. but the 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 actual scheme of work is is you know it's all it's all laid out there you know the the, the lesson plans it's it's fantastically written um, yeah. and it's got a whole range of things whether it's using the manipulative games as well, uh, some questions, extension questions, some sort of uh, end of sort of, not topic, end of lesson sort of questions to gauge yeah. understanding. So it's all there, and it, it, but, it, but like I said, I've just took my time with it and I'm working at a pace that suits the youngsters um, yeah. to make sure, because otherwise I don't want to rush through it and then it all goes, it all goes, uh, it all goes wrong and they haven't quite got that understanding. But mm. certainly from what I've seen, I mean, well, not just from what I've seen from their work as well, you know, I've got a youngster in there that's came in at year two standard, you know, who's, you know, now enjoys his maths. And, that's and so that... important. That's just made me smile because I think for me that's so important. You know, we have so many young people coming through believing that they are not mathematicians. It isn't for them. They're not good at it. And I think to try and catch that as early as possible, particularly yeah, on transition, I think it's such an important thing. And, and, you know, when we spoke last time on the phone, you were talking about you know that that soft data around confidence and self-belief and I think that was so key to the designing of the program you know to to kind of foster that belief that they can do it yeah absolutely I mean like I say the thing we've we've took we've took some barriers away as well so you know things like the handwriting um so uh at the start on the at the top of each uh, lesson plan you've got the the unit title you've got the lesson title you've got the objectives i type all that up for them so they just stick that in yeah. their book and we'll we'll talk through any key words that they're not sure about so i take that barrier away even some of the questions that are written within the within the lesson plans again i'll type that up and they just write their answers so you know but like i say bearing in mind a lot of these youngsters have got such low literacy skills um mm. I didn't, and it and it it really is a barrier as well because you know as soon as I've, i have asked them to do the handwriting at the start of the academic year it's you can just see their faces they just and, and their their engagement it just drops they just mm. so so just to focus on the maths has been really really pleasing but uh in terms of homeworks, so I've just focused on times tables as well. So I've kind of took homework out of it as well, because that can also be a barrier. Uh, I'll be introducing that in, in year eight. So we've just been focused on getting those times tables there as well. But again, the you know, using the, um, whether it's the Cuisineer rods or the the blocks, whatever it is I've been using to help them yeah. see the times table. So it's that, that visual 
that visual recognition, that conceptual understanding rather than just, you know, there's certain websites out there where it's kind of rote learning for times tables, but actually yeah, getting them to yeah. see to see what they're doing has been really pleasing and and again been differentiating as well so that some youngsters need the manipulative, some people some of them don't, but um it's there for them yeah. if they need it. What have the rest of your staff thought or said, Adam? Because I know that you're you're on the mastery teacher program yeah. anyway. You know you're working with the the math up. So you know for some secondary schools that's been a huge shift in in a pedagogical approach in terms of bringing more manipulatives into the classroom. Yeah. yeah. So has that gone hand in hand with your work with the it, public? It has. Yeah. So myself and my second in department uh, were part of the the maths of the NCETM mastery advocate uh, program yep. this year so next year I'm going to be doing the mastery specialist so it has gone hand in hand yep. because we've heard that that word mastery uh, for 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 quite a few number of years now and and I think as it's come through primary school I think you said it yourself with your own youngsters coming through primary school starting secondary school you know mm. we're now in that age where these youngsters have a lot of them have had that mastery approach uh, and then they're coming into secondary school but I think it's it's one of those words where you hear a lot that if you asked you know 100 different people what their understanding of mastery is you may well get 100 different answers so I think <laughs> I always yeah, say that <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a bit I mean being part of that course that NCETM mastery advocate and getting a good overview you know it's not just the deep yeah. understanding yes but it's the manipulatives it's the you know the minimally different questions variation theory uh you know mm. there's lots to it and and but certainly the the numicon material was has helped with that and the department have talked to it so we have sort of department cpd and you know even, yeah. even things like column subtraction you know it's it, you know using the uh the base 10 for example to to try and help them understand the borrowing that's one of the things that that i think as a teacher it's so easy just to assume isn't it that they they it no it, i agree with you completely i think sometimes manipulatives make that process visible it, so that the children can see exactly what's but that's happening. exactly what was happening because when I'll, I'll be honest i'd probably say i'd probably say a third of i've got what 15 in the group and i'd say probably five mm. of them could yeah four or five could could comfortably do column subtraction to say two or three digits but they 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 weren't actually a hundred percent sure why and yeah to be honest that I, I i did ask them have they used this material before but it's just that it's that going over again and that repetition and the and the retrieval and, and and using the manipulatives helps to do that because soon they're like, oh yeah i remember this now but then it's about getting them to explain explain what they're doing so i was doing the column subtraction method on the board as they were doing it with the with the base 10 with the dean's blocks yeah and so so for example when they were exchanging and borrowing that's when we were crossing out and then writing the the new value for tens or units or whatever else so they were, yeah. they were actually seeing it as they were doing it so they could actually explain but that's that's what i would say is a good thing is giving them the opportunity to talk I've took away assessments. I've took apart from the assessment at the start and the one they'll have at the end of yeah. the course. I've took away any assessments, so they're not what you know. They can just focus on the learning, and and it's great because it's freed up time. You know, they can communicate, they can talk about the maths, they can, you know, they can they can have those conversations. And what really pleased me is when they start bringing it into other areas of maths as well. 
and uh, the, that's so important. Because it's all real life based as well. So you've got sort of real life based questions. You know, what was it? The bake, the baker baked so many buns. They sold this many. How many was left? You know, talking about what mathematics they have to use. Get and the and the concert hall. Don't forget the concert hall. Oh, it's yeah. There was the <laughs> yes, the, the concert hall. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, bless them. They they just. To be honest, they are. It sounds a bit cheesy. They are actually my favourite group. I think it's because it sort of enlightened me a little bit, really. And I think using the Numicon approach has helped me become better, really. You know, you think you've got it all sewn up and sorted, and then you realise you really haven't, and there's always more stuff to learn. And, and I think you're right. I think particularly with the children that find that they're learning more difficult, I think you have to really get underneath don't you what the errors and misconceptions are and how you reteach those so they can move forward yeah. with the learning which i know you that's been your focus hasn't it anyway not just through the pandemic. yeah ma massively um, Mass get those basics in place and i know that you know with the with the way these youngsters work you know it's like any it is that retrieval practice they'll need to practice going over yeah. but that's one of the good things about the the numicon it is 12 units but it's um, it's you know you've got six units at the start, and then it's those six areas again repeated, but in more depth and more mm. more problem solving. So they have got that opportunity. But without those key ideas, they you know in the past you know they've, they've, those sort of youngsters have, have struggled. In fact, I've got a year eight going into year nine group where you know I kind of wish I'd used this approach a year earlier because I can see the struggles that some of they, that them have had when I've took that group. Yep. And I've just, yeah, I've just kind of, well, you can, there's always, you can always do things a little earlier, can't they? But I'm just grateful that I've used it this year, really, just, just to see their confidence improve. It's been really good to see. That's been so interesting to hear you say that. I think there's so many things that, you know, that you are doing that, that are really good practice in terms of that catch up and intervention. And I know that as the maths department lead, you're taking those those yeah. groups, aren't you? Which doesn't always happen. No, well. well, I am I am this year, but I want to I want to spread it out to the rest of the department. Yeah, I think because of the COVID interruptions, I I've, I kind of feel like I want a, a clean sweep again, another with a new group yeah. and see it through. But I think the what we start our GCSEs in year nine, our our course, and we've got a sort of a, a specialist sort of uh curriculum map for these lower retainers but when uh -huh. whoever takes them at the start of year nine whether it's me or somebody else um we tend to give them a, a fresh teacher in year nine just to break it up a little bit but what i'm looking forward yep. to seeing is what that teacher thinks of them as their baseline knowledge as we start that sort of gcse work you know how much you know have they had to do as much catching up as maybe they've had to do with similar groups prior is their baseline in a better place have they mm. have they had to fill as many gaps in at the start of uh year nine through to year 11 um and just seeing the progress at the end of the five years really to to, to see how much how how much they've how much they've developed not just um not just on paper but just confidence wise with mass enjoyment you know I, I, you know taking those those skills into the wider world and uh and applying them we, we also offer the uh, functional skills assessments for those youngsters as well so whether it be the entry level one two three or the uh, functional skills level one so again seeing how it helps with them preparing for those assessments yeah i think it will be interesting to see won't it from your results yeah whether it has an impact on your on your progress eight in terms of seeing it through to gcse level yeah i know that you're thinking that it probably will which will be so interesting to see won't it 
I'm confident it will. So at the start of the academic year, the whole of year seven do a baseline test. We'll give them that baseline as well, just to see how much progress they've made with that one. I've actually given them again at the end of this year, because we finished for the summer, as you've said, and I'm interested. I've got to mark that to see how they've got on with that, just to see the impact on on their learning so far. But come the end of the actual programme, I'll give the Numicon baseline B. And, and yeah. I've, I've got no I've got no doubt that they will have made some good progress and they'll be going into year nine in a better place than what they would have done without it. And that's so important, isn't it? Yeah, I just it, they, they go. I just want them going home, having enjoyed their lesson. That's the priority for me. I want them going home feeling like they've 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 made progress. I want them going home feeling like they can actually do mathematics, because if that belief isn't there, they're going to. Again, we see it with some of the older youngsters, you know, who have maybe not had this kind of provision. And one, it makes you feel a bit guilty. Uh, but as my uh, senior link says, you know, like I've already said, you can't, you know, you only, you try, you're doing your best to try and cater for all youngsters. And you, you know, the the time it takes is the time it takes. But it's just, you know, you just you just want them going home, enjoying it, and and uh, and flourishing. And I and I think we've got something now that we can use moving forward uh, for years to come. And hopefully, it will have a big benefit to all the youngsters moving forward. So coming as we come to end the session, I just wanted to thank you, Adam, for coming into the Twitter space with us, and everybody no else who's popped in. So special thanks to you. You can hear more from both of us again if you haven't you know picked up enough from us today on the 21st september hopefully adam can join us we'll be yeah. running a free webinar between 4 and 5 p.m with a chance to chat to adam and i again at the end of that just a little bit more detail around catch up big ideas and how it can be successfully used in secondary schools if you'd like to join us then please dm me for more details there is a little twitter card i think that's probably gone out or will be going out with with the link there and also follow um, OUP Secondary account on Twitter because they will, close to the time, start tweeting about that and giving you more information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Oxford Ed Chat. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please DM them to us at OUP Primary or OUP Secondary on Twitter. For more information on Numicon Big Ideas, please visit our webpage www.oxfordprimary.co.uk forward slash Numicon hyphen catch hyphen up.